So obviously, I, it's funny how we plan things. I plan to be in a different part of Romans tonight, but obviously, in the sight of what's happened, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up a little bit. And it, it's funny how the Lord works. Um, one of the people I respect most in this entire world is Pastor Roger Scalise, him and his wife, Janet Levinchico. And when Michelle and I were away out of town for our anniversary, um, you never know what a day will bring. You know, we just saw fun and, you know, you know we were actually on our way to a magic show uh, when we got the news about Vinny's passing. And so we talked and, you know, and obviously there's nothing we could do here, so we decided that we would continue on with our plans. But our plans were to leave Lake Tahoe and to go to Chico to spend the part of the day and the night and in the morning with Roger and Janet. And so especially after this, I said, that's where I, I need to be. Roger is one of the most spiritually grounded people I've ever known in my life. And just to go there and be there with him was a comfort to me. And as I talked to him about addressing the meeting tonight, he said, well, Mike, you just have to bring it back to the basics because it's Christ who saves. It's not you. Just get out, get out, of, you know, get out of God's way and, just, and share the word. And that's true. And when I saw Coach over here, it kind of reminded and confirmed where we were at. You know, when they, and, and Steve, there was one Raiders fan. I did hear him somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in the middle here, right there. There we go. See? All right. So when I saw Coach, I was thinking about that and what Steve said. When I, I know that they do films when they, when they do football because they go back and they watch the films they watch the films because they want to find out their weaknesses and the strengths of the other team. Because they want to know how strong the other team is in certain areas and how weak they are personally or as a team so that they can get stronger so that they could win in that particular game. But in this game that we are, we are in called life, that strong player is the enemy. And we unfortunately know that weak person is us because we know the scripture says there is nothing good in us. So I don't have a lot planned. I just want to read through some scripture and talk about it because I believe that that's where it is. Tommy actually printed something out for me. I really, I really enjoyed it, so I wanted to share it with you. It says, if you kill nagging sin in your life, to kill, if you want to kill nagging sin in your life, you need to hate it. You need to starve it, corner it, overwhelm it. Don't minimize your sin, hate it. Don't feed it, starve it. Don't give it an opportunity to integrate itself throughout your life. Corner it. Don't falsely believe it's more powerful than Christ. Overwhelm it and overcome it by the power of Christ. So one of the greatest strengths that we can have is knowing what our weaknesses are. And knowing what your weaknesses are is the way that you can conquer that. You know, so much about life is denying, denying fleshly things. When we come out of addiction and we have to leave our whole set of friends, we're like, but they were my friends. I liked that bar. Or that was a cool place to hang out. I liked the strip joint. Or I liked the adult bookstore. Whatever it was, we have this false sense of security in our old life. And we're like, we're like giving it up is like we're losing something. 
Because that's the way it feels, because you are walking away from a former way of life. And you're walking into a new life, but we must know our weaknesses, just like on a sports team, we must know not only our weaknesses, but the strengths of the players that we're playing against. And knowing the strengths of the enemy and knowing your weakness is going to give you a head start. Uh, I'm going to share a scripture out of the book of James in chapter 1, verse 13. It says, and remember when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted God is never tempted and do, to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes in our own desires. See, if you think about it, Satan doesn't need to put anything in your head. There, all that stuff's already in your head. You know, you've already been in that life. You've already lived that stuff. You already know what it is. That stuff that's already rattling around in our head. And if we're not denying it, if we're not putting it to death, if we're not pushing it away constantly, is that fun? No, it's not. But if we know our weaknesses, we can continue to focus on them. You know, it's like when a, when a bodybuilder goes to a gym, he strengthens. If you look at their workout, well, today's legs and back and arm, and I'm like, I do all that in one, like, in 10 minutes. You know, like you're taking a whole day on your legs? Like, seriously? But what they're doing is they're taking each part of their body and they're strengthening each part of their body so that when they're done with the routine or their week or whatever it is, they could have completely strengthened their entire body. What we need to do when we're looking at what's going on in our lives, we need to strengthen ourselves up in the areas that we know that we're weak. And those are the things that we need to focus on. Okay, I need to, I need to stay away from East Salinas. Or I need to not call that person. I need to change my phone number. I need to not hang out. You know, when I got sober, I told Michelle, man, I'm going to take the bus to the number 20 to Chinatown, and I'm going to go tell people about Jesus. Well, I'd been a Christian like three weeks. I wasn't even real sure how to take the bus because I was so cognitively messed up. But I was, man, I was determined to go to Salinas and just set everybody straight. You know, fast forward 20 plus years, that would not have been a wise decision. You know, they would have got me high long before I got them saved. You know, and it's not my job to save anybody. Like, it's not my job to, to change anybody. My job is simply to read through Scripture, interpret it, and tell the truth so that we know what Scripture says about who we are. And when Scripture says that, that all of us, all of us are wicked... And that we basically don't have a whole lot of good in us. That's kind of a hard pill to swallow. Because you're like, man, I'm kind of a nice guy. Or I'm kind of a nice girl. But when we look at ourselves and our fleshly beings, we are, we're pretty nasty. We're pretty foul-mouthed. We have some pretty gnarly things rattling around in our brain, don't we? You know? I would not want to be a mind reader. I don't want to know what people are thinking about me when they're sitting there smiling at me across my desk when I'm chewing them out. I, I do not want to know what they're thinking. But the thing is, God knows what we're thinking. So I'm going to go ahead and finish. It says, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions. See, we, we think about these things, and the problem is we think about them long enough 
that we, we, that we act out on them, you know? You know, if you just keep dwelling and thinking and thinking about something, eventually you're going to give in to that because you minimize it. It's not that bad. It's not that big of a deal, you know? It's just once. But that's what gets us. It says birth gives to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. You know, so when something like this happens, who's to blame? You know, are we to blame? Did we miss something? Did we not pray enough? Did we not raise our hands and worship enough? No, it says we, the individual we dwell on things. We give in to things. I said a few weeks ago, sometimes when things are going so well, so well, you got a good job, you got money in the bank, you got friends, people trust you, people love you. It's time for a reward. I've earned it, I deserve it. That's the way the mind of an addict works. You know, I, in fact, I am doing so good, I am ready to put the old life away permanently, but that new life starts tomorrow, right? So it's that, that, that sinful nature that starts working. Well, what if? What if? Can I? Just one more time. And that's the strength of the enemy. And you can. You can one more time. Of course you can. You deserve it. You earned it. Let's do it. And we do it. And unfortunately, sometimes we do something like that, it's, it's for the last time. Does it, mean we don't, does it mean we didn't pray enough? No. Does it mean we didn't love the Lord? No. Does it mean we weren't a believer? No. It doesn't mean any of those things. Some sins are just more expensive than others. Do you know what I'm saying? They are. Is it any better or any worse? No. Some sins just come with an ultimate price. You know, I say all the time, when I look around a room like this, I say it all the time. You know, next year, some of you won't be here. Some of you will have moved on. Some of you will have gone home to be with the Lord. Because that's just the nature of what we do here. It's, it's, it's a horrible thing. So how do, we, how do we combat this? The only way I know that we can combat it is with Scripture. So I am going to jump into the text for tonight. And we're in Romans 7, 14, and uh, I, this is one of my favorite, I say that about everything. So it says, so the trouble is not with the law, and we know the law sets the rules, right? Don't do this, don't do that, you know, 55, 65, you know, we just drove up to Tahoe, and you know, it's bad enough that I have my wife sitting next to me telling me you don't need to go that fast, but you have those signs, Right? Like, you see the speed limit, it's 55, and it's flashing like 80, 80, 80, 80, right? It's like telling you, slow down. And that's kind of like this. So that's the law. So is the, is the flashing sign wrong? No. The flashing sign is just telling me, hey, you saw the sign, but you're ignoring it. So it's like, slow down. So the problem is not the sign, Right? It says, the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. Because that we know that our default is always going to be not good. 
How long can you drive down the highway with your hands off the wheels? Right? Well, except for Chad and his Tesla, which he does not have. Right? Um, but I shared it, and I think Steve, Steve even hit upon it. In the book of Hebrews, it says, be careful lest you drift away. And he talked about the tide or the undertow or the undercurrent. Kind of what the scripture is saying is you got to pay attention. You've got to focus on what's in front of you. You can only take your hands off the wheel for so long, and you're going to eventually go off the road. Um, I am a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself. And I, and, I, and, I, and I don't. And even looking at something simple, like, like let's look at food, right? I know that when I look at these ads on Facebook and I see a guy my age that is just ripped. I mean, the dude is ripped. No shirt on. I'm thinking, man, Michelle would rather look at that than this. So if I really love her, I should get busy and eat and exercise so I can look like that. Right? Isn't that true? Yeah, 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 it is. I love when you guys lie to me. It makes me feel so good about myself. Um, come in, I look at Manny and go, man, why, why couldn't I have that? You know? Let's trade for like a week. I have no idea what that would feel like. Right? Because I've never, what I'm saying is I've never been invested enough to do something like that. Even though that, even though that I know that I'm going to be healthier, that I'm going to be happier. You know, when I, every once in a while, I go on these juice fasts. And it drives Pastor Jeff crazy because I get so, I sleep better, I have so much energy, I bounce I bounce off the walls and I drive the staff crazy. They're like, they like it when I'm unhealthy and overweight and lethargic because I drive them all crazy when I'm, when I'm feeling good and bouncing around because I want everybody to feel good and bounce around. You know what I mean? You know, when you're feeling good, you want everybody to feel good. When you're feeling bad, you want everybody to be miserable, right? Isn't that true? Misery loves what? Loves company. And so, I'm all too human, I'm a slave to sin, I don't understand myself for I do not do, I, I don't what I do want to do, and I, and, I, and I want to do what is right, but I don't do it, instead I do what I hate. You know, perfect example, I'll tell on myself, man, Michelle and I talked about, why we wait, hey, we're going to get healthier, we're going to do intermittent fasting, right? So, you know, I'm not going to tell her when I'm start. I'm just going to start, I'm just going to start looking good, right? So today, in my mind, I'm starting today. Right? I'm starting today. I am not going to eat till 1 o'clock, right? And then I'm not going to eat after 8 o'clock tonight. But I had to go to Salinas to my son-in-law's house because he had my car keys. So let me, let me ask you a question, and we'll see if you all get it right, and there'll be a prize. Did I make it past Jack in a Box? No! I'm in the drive-thru ordering the ultimate breakfast sandwich, right? Two patties of sausage goodness, two slices of cheese, buns, hash browns. I got the orange juice, though. I didn't do the Diet Coke. So, but that, with the, the, 
Orange, no, that's, that's from last week. Yeah. <laughs> you kept sitting back for now on Chad. But what I'm saying is, I know what I wanted to do. I know what I intended to do with all of my intention, but what did I do? So as I drive back and pull into the parking lot, I'm like, and I'm wadding up all of the evidence and getting rid of it, I'm like, man, why did I do that? I'm not going to get that bod looking, like, I, this, that doesn't equate. But this works with all that we do, right? Our attitude, our behavior, how we talk to people, how we treat people, what we do to ourselves and how we act, you know? So let's take it from food to our sin, whether it's pornography or our or, or drug of choice or alcohol, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. The, the scripture speaks the same. It's like it's this battle. It says, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Don't we battle with that? It's like, man, why did I do that? It's like bumper bringing the big box of Valentine's Day donuts. Why did I eat four donuts? That was another fasting day down the drain. So, but I think we get the point that I'm talking about. We, we know what we want to do. We know what we should do, but why is it that we don't do it? I think you know, but I'm getting there. I know this is wrong. It shows that I agree that the law is good, so I am not the one doing wrong, but it is sin living in me that does it. It's that, that nature that we have that keeps us from doing the very thing that we want to do. I know that I want to be clean. I know that I want to be sober. I know that I want to be healthy. But that struggle, that battle against that stronger player, the enemy, it's that, it's that, it's that constant battle of good versus evil. It's like if you want to be hallmarky about it, it's that good angel and the devil or whatever on your shoulder. It's that voice in your ear. You have to get to the point where you can overpower it, overcome it, whether it's reading the Bible, memorizing scripture, but I would say more than anything else, it's knowing your weakness. You know, how long can you sit at a bar before you order a drink? How long can you sit in the barber's chair before you get a haircut? You know, it's putting, you know, if you go into a barber and sit down in the chair, what does he expect to give you? A haircut, right? If you go into a bar and sit down, what do you expect to happen? If you call your old friend that wants to get high all the time, what do you expect? he wants to do or she wants to do. Or if you're trying to get out of a situation and you put yourself into it, what do you expect when you do the very thing that you hate? You have to realize and you have to understand that it's our nature to continue doing that. It's that almost that, that thorn in the flesh. It's like, man, if I don't stay on my toes, then I'm going to do that thing. So what should we do then? We should stay on our toes, right? If you don't trust yourself, you got to be around people. Tommy and I talk about it all the time. Tommy says, I know what I am. I know what I'm capable of, and I know what I will do. So people might think it's weird, but he doesn't go out of town without me, right? When he goes to see his mom, we go, we go on a road trip for a couple days. That definitely blows my fasting, all right? That blows everything. But knowing yourself, knowing you're weak, and knowing what it can cost you is a good step, right? So whenever something like this happens, 
You know, everybody gets together, everybody gets scared, everybody focuses, and that's good. If that focus can change anything, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was good. Are we sad that somebody passes away? Absolutely. It's a horrible thing. It's a horrible thing. But we know that by Scripture, it says to be absent from the body is to be present from the Lord. You know? And it's true. I believe that fully. Funerals are not for the dead. They're for the living. We, we need to hear things to encourage us, to make us feel better, to make us feel not so sad, to make us not feel like regret, like what could I have done? Should I have said something? Should I have done something? Should I have been there? No. I think we do what we do in the moment, and if we're doing the right thing, we're, we're good. You know, we're doing the best that we can. We have, all of us, that sin nature, you know. We can't follow people around. We can't have bodyguards. I mean, we, we come out of addiction and we come to faith. We earn trust. And that's where the rubber meets the road. What do we do when nobody's looking? What do we say when nobody's listening? You know, it's like that old thing, if a, if a tree falls in the forest and there's no one there to hear it, does it make a sound? I don't know. No, but I know that when nobody's around, if I do the things that I know that I shouldn't do, I'm going to end up getting myself in trouble. Even to this day, I don't spend a whole ton of time by myself just out and about. You know, I don't, just don't, I don't go to Salinas and just drive around. Why? Why don't I go to Salinas and just drive around? Because I know my nature. I know my propensity. I know my proclivity. Did, didn't Christ deliver you? My, absolutely, he did. He did. he did. He did deliver me. But I don't need to tempt that. I don't need to push that because it's my sinful nature. It's my flesh that will disappoint me every time. Does that mean I'm not saved? No, absolutely not. Christians make mistakes. Christians sin. Because we're Christian doesn't mean we're superhuman. Being a Christian means that we're saved. Christian, being a Christian means that when we leave this world, we'll go to heaven to be with Christ for eternity. That's what it means. It doesn't mean that we're not going to do things that we shouldn't do. It's not, it doesn't mean we're not going to struggle and, and battle. It's a daily battle, isn't it? I mean, it is a daily battle. You know, no, I, don't, I, I can't do that. I can't go there. I can't be by that person. I can't talk to that person. And we need to do that until we build up enough strength that we maybe feel like that we can. Now maybe, now, now maybe the things have changed enough. I can, I'm strong enough in my faith. I'm strong. I've said no long enough. I can go encourage somebody. And that's awesome because that's what this meeting is about. We, many of us, are strong enough that we can go into jail or we could see somebody on the street or we could stop and see somebody that we used to run with and we can have a conversation, encourage them, let them see that it's possible to change. But that doesn't mean we need to start hanging, hey, you want to go see a movie tomorrow or whatever. It, that doesn't mean that. Stop and encourage. But don't put yourself in a position where your, your, your fleshly person can come out because we know that there is nothing good in it. So verse 17, so I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living me that does it. But we also can't, that can't be an excuse. That cannot be an excuse. It, you know, the, this old comedian Flip Wilson used to say, the devil made me do it. That was his answer to everything. You know, I, no, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's the devil. It's the devil. 
So if we get into a position, we can, that can be an excuse. It says, look, it says in the Bible that it's not my fault. Well, I am a person that believes strongly in personal responsibility. You know, you have to take some ownership of it, right? You're the one who didn't turn the cruise control, and now you're whining you're getting pulled over for a ticket. Michelle turns me to choose the cruise control on all the time. I don't. Right? I just don't. I, I like to be in control, you know? I'm, I'm controlling that, not the machine, you know? That's where the Teslas go wrong. Thanks, Juan. Um, but if I know that I can't control my foot, then maybe I should turn on the cruise control, right? Maybe I should have that extra measure of protection, right? When I was, we were up in Tahoe, I, I noticed because I used to ski back in the 80s, right? I know it's a long time ago. Yes, they had snow then. Uh, but what I was noticing was everybody now wears helmets. Like, I was shocked. All these people, man, everybody's wearing a helmet. You know, and I was thinking, well, that's a good idea. Because you're going down a slippery mountain on waxed sticks at like 60 miles an hour. Why would you not wear a helmet? The first time I ever went skiing in my life, Ever. Black diamond, straight down, left the mountain in a helicopter. Oh, yeah. But we didn't wear helmets then. But when I saw that, I thought, that's smart. We should do all that we can do to protect ourselves. Right? And if you're skiing on a slippery thing, on a hard, maybe it's a pretty smart idea to wear a helmet. You know, maybe if I don't trust myself, maybe... I need to go places with another person, right? Maybe I should tell people what I'm doing, you know? Maybe if you're going to be alone, invite someone to come and stay with you, you know? Hey, come and stay at my house. Let's hang out. Let's go do something. You know, let's stay busy. Is that, is that weird or that's wrong? No, that's knowing your limitations. It's, it's actually very smart. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to give myself an opportunity to be stupid, I mean, I'm not going to give myself that, 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 that opportunity for, for, you know, it says in the book of Genesis, it says that Satan is crouching at the door, just waiting for that quick, brief, even blink of an eye opportunity to enter and take you out. I mean, that's what it boils down to. Uh, verse 20 says, but if, I, but, but if I do what I don't want to do, I, I am not really the one doing wrong, but sin living with me that does it. And like I said, be, we have to be careful of that. I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what's wrong. You know, how many times am I going to turn into that jack-in-the-box, right? You know? Everybody knows me, and they know I don't pass a Wiener stencil, right? We, we, were in, we were in Reno. We already ate, right? We just finished eating. And then we laughed and went, oh, there's a Wiener stencil. And the only reason I didn't stop is because, well, everybody would have thought it was just ridiculous. What, are you a peg? You just ate. Yeah, but I love Wiener stencil. 
you know? But sometimes you just have to just keep on moving. Just because I want that doesn't mean I have to have it, right? Because I know that it wouldn't be good for me. So you just have to say, okay, well, it's all right. I can do without it. I'll be all right. I'll live without it. Maybe another time. But be careful what we do. Be careful who we do it with. And there's nothing wrong with having people around you, is there? It's actually kind of fun. Hey, let's go, let's go hang out. Because I've noticed that I don't do well by myself. Every time I'm by myself or every time my wife leaves, I, I, I'm not talking about my, I'm just talking in general. You know, every time my wife leaves, I feel like I get in trouble. You know what I mean? So if that's the case, what should I do? What, should I, what I should do is every time my wife's going to leave, I should say, hey, hey, who wants to come over and grill some steaks, right? Jump in the hot tub. Watch a movie. Nothing wrong with that. And not only are you protecting yourself, you're having fellowship. You're having fun, you know? And that's good. That's knowing I don't do good by myself. I don't trust myself. I know that I have a sin nature. I know that I have weaknesses. So I'm going to do everything in my power to not go there because I want to protect myself. I want to protect my integrity. I want to protect my family. And I'm sick and tired of disappointing myself, you know? Eventually, we get to the point where we start to gain victory over that. And the longer victory you have, it's easier to get longer victory than that. You know what I'm saying? There was a point in time where I didn't go to Wiener Sensa for like two and a half years. You know, I drove by it going, nope, not doing it. Nope, not doing it. I, because I decided many years ago, well, the guys in the bridge, the guys go into the bridge and they do a full year. So I wanted to try veganism, so I'm going to be a vegan for a whole year. I want it to be, I want it, I want it like, I'm going to do it for a whole year. So man, I, I stretched it, I think, to like 17 months. And that was a lot of trips by Dweener Snitzel. And the thing that I like to do is when I picked people up from jail, was we'd go to Dweener Snitzel and get, you know, chili cheese dogs with extra onion, fries, you know, uh, the, the milkshakes, the, the, the shakes they have, they're crazy. Fruit Loop milkshakes. Cocoa Puff milkshakes, Lucky Charms milkshakes. You know how good those are? They're phenomenal. But I had made a decision to say no. And the longer I went, the easier it was. It was probably close to two years before I pulled back into a Dewiner schnitzel. Now, was I sinning by doing that? No, because I decided at that point that, okay, I, I did what I said I was going to do. Right. So... What I'm saying with us is there may be things that we have to walk away from for a season and just say, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And the longer you do that, the stronger you get, the easier it is. That first buy, first time driving, it was, I felt like a band was attached to my car. It was like the further I got, it was like pulling me back like a tractor beam, like, you know, like I have to go to Dewiner Sitzel. They should, I should be a spokesman for them. Um, but... Finally, I got to the point where it's like, no, for now, it's a no. For this season, I'm just going to, I'm not going to do it. And it got easy, you know. And then when the time was right, like, all right, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go back and I'm going to partake of that again. It's, there's nothing wrong with it. It wasn't sinful. It was just something I had decided to walk away from a while. 
And I think we all have points and times in our life where like, I need to stay away from those friends for right now. I need to stay away from that place for now because that's where I used to hang out with. You know, I shouldn't, probably shouldn't call that girl. She's really hot, but, you know, for now it's a not. You know, that guy is really, you know, he's a really handsome dude, and, but it's probably not good for me right now. So I think there are times and seasons in our life where we need to simply say no, build our strength in faith so that we can be in situations and relationships that aren't going to cause such a temptation that can cause us to stumble or fall. You know, all we can do is learn from people around us. You know, if you, if you would say... To Benny, what would you? What do you want people to learn or know from what happened to you? He would say, "Not don't do what I did. Don't do it. Don't do it. Maybe I should have done something differently." And so, if that is the outcome, if that's how we learn from it, and that's how we move forward, then Amen. Really, because I, you know, I think that people that are in a bad situation, they go back and help people that were in those situations because they don't want them to make the same mistakes they made. So if somebody makes the ultimate mistake, their advice would be, please don't do that. Listen to who you are. Know who you are. Strengthen yourself in those areas and fall back onto the word of God and don't put yourself in bad positions, bad places. Don't trust yourself if you can't, you know, because we get, we get cocky about ourselves. Man, I'm good. It's all good. It's all good. I'm good. You know? I remember I told Michelle, I've been sober for 34 days. What's your problem, man? I mean, what else do you want? You know, like it was a big accomplishment. 34 days. Wow. That was good. You know? I don't even know if I fully have regained all of the trust I lost after 20 years. I don't know. Probably not. But I tell you what I do now is I try to make sure that I'm safe. I try to be accountable because I don't ever want to go back somewhere that I was. I don't want to go back to that place I was before. I, I don't. I don't. I like where I'm at. I like you guys. I like hanging out here. You know, and I like seeing how everybody, I think the most beautiful thing for us was to see how everybody surrounded one another and took care of each other. You know, there were people that went to the men's house. There were people that went to the women's house just to be there you know, Pastor Nate, I think at 10 o'clock, 10.30 at night, drove over to the men's house to, to hang out with him. I know Mark went and Rick went. I know Chelsea went over to the women's house. People just came together as the body of Christ to encourage one another. And that's what it's about. That's what Scripture tells us to do. And, and provide that comfort for one another. You know, I'll tell you what, Benny's good. He's good. I, I know that he made mistakes. He, I know he was imperfect. I know he did stuff he shouldn't do at times, but don't feel sorry for him. He's good. I mean, he's good. He is all good. He's better than he's ever been. So we should rejoice in that. Like I said, a funeral is not for him. He's good. A funeral is for us to reason with and understand, like, you know, and for, it's a time for us to mourn is what it is. And, and I think the best, best way that we can honor somebody is to realize what our, what our weaknesses are, what our strengths are, and build up our weaknesses and share our strengths with others. Encourage one another, edify one another, build one another up, as Scripture says. 
And that's the best way to honor and move forward with somebody that is no longer with us. Amen. So I'm going to invite the worship team to come back up. So, Lord, once again, we, we do thank you. We praise you. And I also want to bring up Erica Lopez, one of our ladies from her son, was in a really serious accident and is actually in surgery as we speak. So, Lord, we do want to lift up Erica. We want to lift up her son. We pray for the doctors, the surgeons, the entire team working on him. Lord, we lift up Erica. Pray for her, for her nerves, just for her as a mom suffering because her son is suffering, Lord. So we lift that entire situation up to you. And again, we pray for for all of us who loved Vinny, for his family, for his mom, as they plan out the next steps and how to move forward, Lord. So we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.